Welcome to the Brent Sullivan Sports Podcast. Here just ahead of the onset of the 2022 NFL season. Been a while since I've had a new episode. I think it's been since about March Madness. But glad to be back. Great time of the year here with football back, both college and the NFL. Um, And really excited for this episode. Give you some previews and projections. Go team by team here. I'll give you my playoff teams, uh, who I think will make the Super Bowl, and probably my favorite part. uh, Started this last year, but I'll give fantasy sleepers. I'll give one from each division, so eight in total. Guys you may not have heard of that are probably still on the free agent uh, market in your league if you've already drafted, uh, but guys that could potentially break out, young guys, rookies. So going to be really fun. Uh, Let's get right into it. We'll start in the NFC East. So here in the NFC East, looking at last year, we had both the Cowboys and the Eagles make the playoffs. Cowboys winning the division um, and going on to face the Niners had kind of that epic collapse in that game. They were leading, and uh, Prescott ran the clock out instead of getting points. They had no timeouts, and it was just a really bad look to end their year, but they fall in the playoffs, and the Eagles getting in as a wild card. They traveled down to Tampa, faced Brady, got killed in that game. Hurts didn't look that good. Offense didn't look good at all. Um, But I'm going to start there with the Eagles. I think they're going to win the division this year. This team got a lot of improvement, a lot of upgrades, new pieces this offseason. The big, big piece is acquiring wide receiver A.J. Brown from the Titans on draft night. Another weapon to pair with Devontae Smith. And on defense, they got Bradbury from the Giants. Hassan Reddick came over, as well as recently trading for C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Saints. Um, So I really like this defense, and it's all up to Jalen Hurts at this point and his improvement. He has two really good receivers. They had the strong running game the second half of last year that kind of got them into the playoffs. Dallas Goddard's a good tight end. Everything is there. I do like Jalen Hurts. Everywhere he's been, he's won. One at Bama, one at Oklahoma was the starter last year in Philly, got him to the playoffs. So I really like this team to win the division. I know that's been a popular pick. The NFC East never has repeat division winners, so you can kind of throw the Cowboys out to begin with. Um, but I'm going to say they're 10-7 and seven, uh, to win this division. I don't think it's going to take a phenomenal record. This is one of the worst divisions in the league. Uh, but I do like the Eagles this year. And that's going to be my first fantasy sleeper is this Eagles defense. They have an incredibly soft schedule. Uh, They have a run here to end the year with the Titans. They play the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, and then the Giants again. So if you're in the fantasy playoffs, going to be really nice. Going to be cold weather. uh, Get these teams outside. And just a soft schedule to end the year. I think I have the Eagles defense in probably every draft I've done so far. They're going to go undrafted. I think they're projected like the 15th ranked defense. So if you wait on defense and want to get them... Um, I really like the Eagles defense this year. Second in this division, I will go the Cowboys. A lot of teams this year upgraded across the league, but I think the Cowboys are one of the teams that downgraded, one of the few teams uh, that downgraded. They traded Amari Cooper away to the Browns. So fewer weapons here for Prescott. They still got C.D. Lamb, but an aging Ezekiel Elliott. Michael Gallup hurt his ACL to end the year. He's not going to be back for a few weeks. I think it's just a matter of time before Tony Pollard is the lead back here. Dolan Schultz is nice, but the defense got very fortunate last year. They relied on a lot of takeaways. Diggs 
had led the league in interceptions, had a ton of interceptions, um, but I think he also gave up maybe the highest amount of yards to wide receivers, was really bad in coverage. And aside from him, it's really just Parsons and Van Der Esch on this defense, a lot of aging pieces, and you still have Mike McCarthy as coach. Don't love that at all. Um, so I'm interested to see how this offense looks with no more Cooper. I do kind of like uh, rookie Jalen Tolbert. He's a third-round pick from South Alabama. While Gallup's out, I think he could get some uh, good looks here. Uh, if you don't like the Eagles' defense as a sleeper and you want an offensive guy, I don't blame you. I like Tolbert here in the NFC East. Um, but I think this Cowboys team is right around 500. I'll put them 9-8. and eight. If they do end up 10-7, and seven, I think they lose that tiebreaker to the Eagles. Um, the Eagles probably win one or both, and then with all the tiebreakers, the Eagles win the division. Uh, so I see right around 500 here for the Cowboys, but if they go 7-10, and 10, uh, would not surprise me at all either. Third here I think will be the Washington Commanders. A lot of new things here in Washington, new logo, new name, new quarterback. They trade for uh, Carson Wentz in the offseason from the Colts. Had a lot of uh, turmoil with Heineke and injuries and Fitzpatrick didn't work out. So they're going with Wentz here. Uh, they draft a hot Jahan Dotson and Brian Robinson. Uh, tragic here for Brian Robinson uh, in the offseason. But uh, still like the rookies here in D.C. And Curtis Samuel should, keyword should be healthy. Been waiting on him. Really the X factor of this offense. And this Washington team was sneaky uh, down the stretch last year. They were right in the playoff hunt around Thanksgiving, but then the wheels fell off. And at the beginning of the year, it was really that defense, which was great in 2020, started off absolutely horrible last year, but the second half of the year kept them in the hunt. And I think this defense will be pretty good this year. They bring basically everybody back. Chase Young's still gonna be out for a few weeks with his injury, but other than that, not too many changes. You worry a little about linebacker, but I really, do kind of like this team to finish around 500 and battle for the second or even the top spot in this division. I think they could be better than the Cowboys. I do like Ron Rivera at times. I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not completely sold. Um, but I think that with Wentz and the upgrade, I mean, again, last year they were right around playoffs. I think Wentz is a slight upgrade over Heineke. Does have some turnovers and some mistakes and costly moments. Um, but if Samuel's healthy, you get McLaurin and Dotson and Antonio Gibson still there. I think this offense could make some noise some weeks. And the defense doing just enough, allowing around 20 a game, 17 a game, to keep them in a lot of these games. And then we'll go fourth here with the New York Giants. Hiring Brian Dable this offseason, so new coaching regime. He comes over from Buffalo. I think that's going to be a big upgrade, really good for Daniel Jones. And... That is the big question. Can Daniel Jones stay healthy? Can Saquon Barkley stay healthy? This team kind of reminds me a little of the 2020 Bengals. They have a lot of weapons on offense. I love that 2020 Bengals receiving core. The Giants kind of mirror that. You have Galladay, who was absolutely terrible last year, one of the worst seasons from a wide receiver, especially a big-time free agent wide receiver in recent memory. Didn't score a single touchdown. But you still have Kadarius Toney, you still have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton is there. And they uh, use a draft pick in the second round to take Wandale Robinson from Kentucky. Tiny guy, speedster. So a lot of help there for DJ. I think Saquon has a really good year. Um, and they upgrade the offensive line. They draft Evan Neal from Bama. 
defensive line. They get Thibodeau from Oregon, who is hurt right now, but really good draft here for New York. I really like Dable, um, but I do worry about the back end of their defense. Again, Bradbury going to the Eagles. But again, they have a soft middle of their schedule. They have the Jags, the Seahawks, then the bye. Then they play the Texans and the Lions. I mean, that, that's, that could be 4-0 right there. I think this team exceeds a few expectations. I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they can go 7-10. and 10. Uh, It's not going to be terrible in New York. I think this offense will look better than recent years, and this is kind of the last chance here for Daniel Jones. They have the pieces around him. Uh, to prove that he can start in this league. So that's what I got for the East. We'll go Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, Giants. Uh, We'll head over to the NSC North, uh, where I'm going to go with the Packers to win this division. Um, Last year, were that home favorite in the playoffs, lost to the 49ers. They even had the bye. Um, Just one of the worst losses in uh, recent playoff history. They had the snow and the weather on their side and could not put up any points at all. Um, And this offseason had some changes. They trade wide receiver Devontae Adams to the Raiders, and they really don't have a lot of weapons here at receiver. Kind of worries you, especially with Rodgers coming off his MVP seasons. Um, So Alan Lazard assumes the position as the number one wideout. No more Valdez Scantling either. He's on the Chiefs, um, but they draft uh, Dobbs and Watson I kind of like both of them to be sneaky and to emerge this year. But I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have huge years. A.J. Dillon is one of the guys I've been targeting in fantasy drafts. I think he can emerge as a flex guy. I think they're going to give him a lot of goal line work um, and probably about 10 carries a game, a couple catches out of the backfield. I think he can actually score double-digit touchdowns. Again, really love him for fantasy. And this defense is going to be really good. This is going to be a top-five, top-seven defense. You have a healthy Jair Alexander, who played just four games last year. They draft two guys on defense from Georgia. Um, So even without Adams, this division's kind of weak. Aaron Rodgers is great in the regular season. Not great in the playoffs, but great in the regular season. They're going to win this division. They're going to be 11-6. Uh, I think, and uh, have a nice seed in the playoffs. Second, we'll go to the Vikings. This team is getting a lot of love across the league from a lot of people. I don't blame you. They got a lot, a lot of talent, and no more Mike Zimmer. That's the big big key here. Zimmer had awful game, man- game management, blew a lot of leads for them. They bring in the new Rams, uh, their new coach, they bring in the Rams offensive coordinator, And again, on offense, talented across the board, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Jefferson, Irv Smith is back. Talked two years ago about Irv Smith, really like him at tight end. And on defense, a little upgrade too. You get Lewis Seen from Georgia. Uh, Jordan Hicks comes over, Zadarius Smith from the Packers. Um, So I do like them. They have a lot of talent. Again, it's a first-year head coach, so kind of tough there to see where that will go which direction that'll go and it's still Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins bad in prime time I have a joke with friends that it's all about 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins if he plays every game at one this team could be great Um, but it's still Kirk they're still going to be in shootouts I don't think the defense has improved that much it's still going to be 42 to 35 type games Um, I don't think they could beat the Packers twice so I see them around nine and eight uh, right around the wild card 
and second in this division. Third, we'll go the Lions. This is also a really trendy team. They were on Hard Knocks. Everybody loves Dan Campbell. Last year, they were in a lot of close games. It took them a while to get their first win, but they were hanging around every single week. I like their wide receiving core, too. They got DJ Chark. They drafted Jamison Williams from Bama, who's going to start the year hurt, but really fast, really talented. They still got my guy, Amon Ross St. Brown. Loved him last year and emerged as a true number one. I think DeAndre Swift has a big year at running back behind that O-line, but this defense is going to be where they struggle. They do get Aiden Hutchinson in the draft. Akuda is back from injury, but that's about it. Uh, Not much to love on defense. So you still got Jared Goff on offense. You got weapons. It's going to be fun at times. They're going to be in games, Um, but I still see about 6-11 here for the Lions. Probably two, two years away and maybe a new quarterback away from really making true noise here. In the NFC North, you might need Rodgers to retire. Um, And then in fourth, we'll go with the Bears. This is just an all-around yikes. Uh, Maybe the worst wide receiving core and O-line in the league. Just nothing here on offense. Allen Robinson is gone to the Rams, so they really just have Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. I do like Montgomery. Not my favorite running back for fantasy. They're going to be trailing. This O-line, again, is horrific. And I just kind of feel for Justin Fields not put in a great spot. You're drafted to replace Trubisky. You're with Matt Nagy. You have no weapons. All the talent in the world with the arm and the mobility and the size. But not sure how Fields will do here and how willing the Bears are to make him the long-term future at quarterback. Uh, Defense. Pieces are gone, too. Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Roquan Smith once out. You do have a little career resurrection from Robert Quinn, but I really don't like this team at all. I see the Bears at 3-14. and 14. Just going to be a struggle to score points, even if the defense does show up and only allows 20 points. I don't see the Bears scoring 20 points in many games. Just a long year here in Chicago. So we'll go over to the NFC South. We got the Bucks. I think they're going to be first in the division again. But a lot of off-season drama. I have a whole list here of off-season drama. Brady retired, then unretired. Now he's been away from the team in training camp. You heard his marriage with Giselle isn't doing so great um, because she wants him to retire or whatever. Um, but you have the AB drama lingering from last year. Gronk retired. Bruce Arians is gone at coach. They now have Todd Bowles as head coach. Their center, Ryan Jensen, got hurt and is going to be out for most of the year. Another O-lineman, Ali Marpet, retired. You have Leonard Fournette coming into camp overweight. So a lot of headlines and drama here with the Bucks. They are still the NFC favorites behind the Packers, Rams, Niners. Um, and a lot of good weapons here. They still got Mike Evans. Godwin is coming off an injury, so he'll be out for a while. But until he's back... They bring in Julio Jones and Russell Gage, who uh, put up some nice numbers when they were together in Atlanta. Uh, See if Brady can make Julio work like he did with A.B. and Gronk. They still have a really good defense. This is still a weak division. It's still the NFC, which is a weaker conference. My only worry is that Brady could honestly retire whenever, 
If he plays the whole season, would not surprise me. If he retires in week four, would not surprise me. Uh, so that's my only hesitation here, but I think they go 11-6, and six, maybe struggle a little bit to get out of the gate, maybe go 12-5, and five, but I think they're going to win this division, uh, another weak division here in the NFC. Second, we got the Saints. This is one of my favorite teams to follow this year in the whole league. Uh, we got Jameis Winston healthy last year. I think they were 5-2 and two when he got hurt and tore his ACL. This team has historically owned the Bucks in the regular season. I think they're 6-0 and oh since Brady's come there. Uh, they only lost that playoff game. You have Michael Thomas also healthy and back. You draft Chris Olave. You got, they uh, got Jarvis Landry at wideout. So weapons here for Jameis. There is some uh, drama with Alvin Kamara who had some off-field, off-season incidents. Um, but they still got Mark Ingram. He's back, and I think he could be actually be a decent fill-in if anything happens with Kamara, any suspensions or discipline. Uh, I think Mark Ingram can be decent. And this defense is going to be really good. You have Marshawn Lattimore and the normal pieces there, and they signed Tyron Matthew, really uh, good safety, one of my favorite players from his time in Arizona. Him and Jarvis Landry are back in New Orleans. They went to school at LSU. Good friends. So reunion here in New Orleans. I really like this team. They're going to make the playoffs. That's my first kind of warm, hot take. I think they go 10-7 and seven here. A little hesitation with uh, no more Sean Payton as Dennis Allen is the new head coach. But, I mean, I just really like this team on paper. The defense is going to be there. You saw what they did with Jameis last year, um, and I think this could be a really solid team all throughout the year. We'll go third here to the Panthers. Um, if this team is healthy, they're kind of sneaky, kind of fun. Uh, they trade for Baker Mayfield in the offseason to be their starting quarterback. You get CMC, Christian McCaffrey, hopefully healthy for more than 10 games. You have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, they just traded for my guy LaVisca Chenault, see if he got anything for them. I was really excited to talk about Terrace Marshall here as my fantasy sleeper, um, but with the Chenault acquisition, not sure how much they'll use him. Um, but Baker got everything he needs here, a lot of pieces around him. And the defense is still pretty good too. They got a lot of good players, a lot of potential young guys in the secondary. They got J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, Jeremy Chin, Dante Jackson. I mean, if you remember, Horn and C.J. Henderson were both high first-round picks. Brian Burns is there. I love him as an edge rusher. So should be a pretty good defense here in Carolina. I think Baker has a good year, finally fully healthy, with guys to throw to, with Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. Uh, my worry here is with Coach Matt Rule. Um on the hot seat now. They started 3-0 and last year and didn't even make the playoffs. So I kind of worry there that he might get fired midseason if they start like 2-6 and six or 1-7. and seven. Uh, But I got the Panthers here at 7-10. and 10. Uh, Not quite a playoff team yet, but definitely not bottom of the NFC by any means. There's going to be some games they win that they're not supposed to where the offense puts up 24, 28 points. Um, and leads them to victory. And last, we got the Falcons. This is another yikes, just like the Bears. Uh, the Falcons moving on from Matt Ryan, trade him to the Colts. 
Starting quarterback will be Marcus Mariota. Uh, they do draft Desmond Ritter um, to maybe be the future here. So if things start going south pretty fast for the Falcons, interesting to see how long they wait um, before they replace Mariota with Ritter. And they also draft Drake London, wide receiver from USC, to go alongside of Kyle Pitts, the star tight end who had a pretty good rookie year last year. Not too many touchdowns, but put up a lot of yards. Other than them two, though, that's kind of it. I mean, Cordero Patterson had a uh, kind of a revelation season late in his career last year. Had a lot of usage, um, but was just a beast in fantasy. So not sure how much they'll really run with him. Maybe back to the screen slant game, kick return game for Cordero. Um, and this defense is absolutely atrocious. Uh, the secondary, their two corners are really it with A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward. Terrell has been very underrated since he came into the league, uh, future star corner, but just on a terrible defense overall. They're going to give up a ton of points every week, probably 30 points a game, and I don't think a Mariota-led offense with the lack of weapons can keep them in many games. I got them going 4-13, and 13. Uh, maybe 3-14 and 14 like the Bears. But this team uh, will have my fantasy sleeper, and that is running back Tyler Algier, rookie from BYU, loved him at BYU, put, over, put up over 1,000 yards and I think had like 20 touchdowns. Uh, I worry, again, about uh, Patterson's usage, so I think Al, Algier could be the uh, lead back here for the Falcons by the end of the year. Now, they're not going to be running the ball a ton because... They're going to be trailing in games, and this O-line is pretty bad. But in terms of just pure volume carries, I think that Algier can be the guy uh, starting about halfway through the season. So we'll go to the NFC West to round out the NFC. So in the NFC West, we'll start with the Rams. They won the Super Bowl, got over the hump. They acquired Matthew Stafford, got OBJ and Von Miller midseason. This was an absolute all-star team, and it paid off winning the Super Bowl in their home stadium. But Odell and Von Miller are gone, but they replaced them with Allen Robinson, as I mentioned earlier, and Bobby Wagner coming over from the Seahawks. The OC, their former OC, is the new coach of the Vikings, so... New coordinator there, see how much McVay does versus the coordinator. Cam Akers back healthy at running back. I just worry a little bit about Stafford here and his elbow. Um, it's been a story in camp. He hasn't thrown, like, at all. They say he's going to be healthy for Thursday, week one, and be healthy the whole year, but it gives me a little slight hesitation if he can really throw the ball downfield all year long. But I think they're going to repeat here as division champs. There's always a little Super Bowl hangover with these teams. They're not going to be as good as last year. Um, but I think they go 12-5, and five, win this division, um, get probably a three or a four seed here in the playoffs, and be just fine moving forward. If, if Stafford's elbow is a little, little messed up, they're going to run the ball a lot with Akers and Henderson. But going into the playoffs after a full season of throwing the football a lot, I do worry about Stafford. Second here, we'll go to the Niners. New era here in San Fran, officially naming Trey Lance the starting quarterback. 
Jimmy G is still on the roster. They restructured his deal to make him the backup. I think they're just worried that if they release him, Seattle will just sign him in division. Haven't really found any other teams that will actually want to trade for him. So I think that's really the only reason. And it's a little insurance because Lance is a mobile guy, runs around a lot, big arms, so takes some risks. But on field-wise, I see a lot of Deshaun Watson and Trey Lance. I'm on the Trey Lance train, the hype train. I think he's going to be really good. You just watch him play, run around, especially throwing the ball down the field. Looks just like Deshaun Watson. I haven't heard that comp at all, but that's what I see. This team was right on the doorstep of another Super Bowl appearance. They lost the NFC Championship to the Rams. Uh, had a lot of chances in that game. You had a little off-season drama here with Debo requesting a trade, but then he signs an extension. I think they just want to use him a little less at running back, a little more at receiver. He wanted to get paid like a running back too. And they also lose coordinator Mike McDaniel to Miami. He's the new head coach there. I am interested to follow this season and see how the Niners do uh, without McDaniel, see how much of it was Shanahan, see how much of it was McDaniel. I don't know if you're going to be able to tell because Lance is so young, so new. But I am a Trey Lance believer. This team is going to make the playoffs, fall just short of the division title, but I got them 10-7, and 11-6, either one. Uh, they're probably going to be the 5 or the 6 seed. I'll be right back there in the playoffs, even with Lance. I really like his upside. We'll go to my team, the Cardinals. Uh, this is back-to-back uh, -back years where they've just absolutely fizzled out after Thanksgiving, start the year great, and then are terrible down the stretch when they have to go outside in the cold, play some real games, teams fighting for playoff spots. They just pee their pants. Um, they had the terrible playoff game versus the Rams. You had off-season drama with Kyler Murray. He wanted money. They gave him money. Then they publicly said he has to study film even though I know he studies film. Then they got a lot of backlash on social media, so they took that clause out. Just really weird. Hopkins is suspended the first few games of the year. They do trade for Hollywood Brown, so a weapon there in his absence. He has the connection with Kyler going back to Oklahoma. But this is the true make-or-break year for Cliff Kingsbury. I said last year he was maybe a little on the hot seat, but this year is, is really it for me. Um, just clock management mistakes, play calling mistakes. You see how this team has just fallen off a cliff, no pun intended, uh, in the second half of the season. Defense a little downgrade with no more Chandler Jones. Uh, so I, I'd like a little more on defense. They didn't do too much to address it. J.J. Watt aging will probably get hurt again. Secondary still kind of a concern. This is a tough division, uh, but I got them at 8-9. and nine. I don't think we make the playoffs this year. Um, if they finish right around 500, I think they give Cliff a few games into the 2023 season. I think if they finish with seven or fewer wins, he will get fired. Again, this is kind of a super hot seat year here for Cliff, and I just don't think the playoffs are in the cards uh, this season. And then we got the Seahawks. They're right here with the Bears and the Falcons, just going to be absolutely terrible. Uh, they move on and kind of hit the reset button two years too late here, but they send Russell Wilson to Denver, to the Broncos, getting Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and some picks back. Bobby Wagner again gone to the Rams. Chris Carson retired. 
They still got uh, Metcalf and Lockett, and again, Fant there at tight end. But they're going to end up starting Geno Smith here. They picked Geno over Drew Locke. I am surprised Pete Carroll is still there, given his track record. If you go back to USC, how he left when things got tough. He's getting old. There's not a a bright future, a lot to look forward to here. So I don't know. I was surprised that Carroll stayed and didn't retire when Russ got traded or if he just retired after the season. Maybe he'll give it one more year here. This defense is terrible. They're probably even less talent than the Falcons, less talent than the Bears. They really just have Jamal Adams. I think the average football fan will not recognize a single name on this Seattle defense aside from Adams. This is another 3-14 and team. Probably the worst record in the league would not surprise me at all. Uh, big reset button here for Seattle. So that's it for the NFC. My sleeper here in the NFC West will be Van Jefferson on the Rams. Uh, had some nice games for them last year. I think now without Odell, they do bring in Allen Robinson. But I don't think Cooper Cup can replicate his numbers from last year. I do like Robinson. But other than that, they, yeah, they uh, Jefferson's their third wideout. He's going to have to put up numbers. He's going to be open. I think he has a nice year here. Uh, for the Rams. So that's the NFC. We'll go to the AFC right after this. We're here in the AFC East. We'll go with the Bills. These are the Super Bowl favorites, best team in the league. And from what you read online, what you hear from Talking Heads, it seems like everybody has just already handed them the Lombardi Trophy. They're already in the Super Bowl in Arizona. Uh, A lot of hype here with the Bills, rightfully so, but I think we got to just pump the brakes a hair. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be the one or the two seed, but I'm not sure if they're going to make the Super Bowl. A few changes here with uh, former offensive coordinator Brian Dable going to the New York Giants. So a new coordinator here for Josh Allen. Emmanuel Sanders retired. No more Cole Beasley. A lot on the plate for Gabe Davis. Had that monster playoff game against the Chiefs. I think he's going just a hair too high in fantasy drafts. Again, you got Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox. But a lot here for Gabe Davis as the true number two receiver. They do draft James Cook at running back. I'm going to be very interested to see what they do at running back because they still have Singletary, still technically have Zach Moss. Um, Never really had that running game uh, aside from just Josh Allen running since he's been there. So I think this offense will still click. Defense still stacked. Trey Davis White's out for a little bit, so I worry about that. But they're still pretty deep. They're going to win the AFC East. Again, they're probably going to be the one seed. I'm just not sure if we should just hand them the Lombardi Trophy yet. But I'm going to go with a 13-4 regular season record here for the Bills, um, winning this division pretty easily. We'll go second, the Dolphins. I'm going to have the Dolphins here over the Patriots. I see a big year for the Dolphins. I think they make the playoffs. Again, they got McDaniel, the new head coach, coming over from the 49ers. And they make the big splash to go acquire Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs. Speedster wide receiver put up huge numbers with Mahomes. He's going to come in alongside Jalen Waddell. And they're just going to absolutely outrun you off the field. I am a Tua believer. I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I like Trey Lance. I really like Tua. This guy was a monster at Alabama. Everybody loved him. Now he hurt his hip. And he's been recovering with... 
uh, COVID year with shortened training camp with 10 different offensive coordinators, finally fully healthy, finally has his receivers like he did at Bama, I think he's going to have a monster year. If you want to wait on quarterback in fantasy and have him be your true QB1, I don't hate that at all. I did that in one league. I think this is a nice year from Tua. He doesn't even have to throw deep. Just get it to these guys on little five-yard slants and let them just run. So I am on the Tua train. They got a ton of running backs, just like in San Fran when McDaniel used that to their advantage. I'm really interested to see what they end up doing here at running back. They got Mostert. They got uh, Edmonds, my guy Chase Edmonds from Arizona. They still have Miles Gaskin. They had Sony Michelle around in uh, training camp, but cut him. So a lot of different pieces here at running back. My sleeper isn't going to be any of those guys there. In the AFC East, my sleeper is going to be Cedric Wilson. He's their true number three wide receiver. He comes over from Dallas. Kind of had a big year last year behind Lamb and Gallup. Not monster numbers, but he had some really nice games for them. And I think he could be good here for Miami. The defense for about two, three years now has been absolutely elite at getting takeaways, getting off the field. Uh, People know about Xavier Howard. Uh, the star corner, so I think they're still going to be able to get pressure and get takeaways. I see them in the playoffs. I see them at 9-8. and eight. They're going to be second in this division, better than the Patriots. I really like this Miami team, and I really like Tua this year. Third now, we will go the Patriots. Uh, this team has spent a ton of money. Belichick has gone all out with the salary cap, but it hasn't exactly worked. Mac Jones was okay as a rookie. They made the playoffs, got in, but uh, got killed uh, in Buffalo to the division rival Bills. This year, a lot of changes on defense. J.C. Jackson is gone. Shaq Mason's gone from the O-line. This is a pretty mediocre, at best, wide receiving core with Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Aguilar is there. Uh, They bring in Devontae Parker from Miami. I do like their draft pick, Tyquan Thornton, second rounder from Baylor, who ran a 4-2-8 super fast. He's going to start the year hurt. I mean, you got Janu and Hunter Henry running backs with Harrison Stevenson, but I don't think this offense is going to do much. Um, It really comes down to this defense again. I just don't see it this year from the Patriots. But again, it's the Patriots and Belichick. Nothing would really surprise me. Um, but I really see around 500, 7 and 10 year for the Patriots from me. Third in this division, no playoffs this year. And they're going to need some work in the offseason, see how long Bill sticks around to coach. Um, but they need weapons and they need them soon. And then we'll go with the Jets. I think they finished fourth in this division a year uh, again. This is kind of the Bengals of two to three years ago. I see the potential. I like the wide receiving core. They had a phenomenal draft. They draft Garrett Wilson from Ohio State at wideout. Uh, they got Elijah Moore in his second year from Ole Miss. Showed some slight flashes last year. Still have Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios, who catches a lot of passes. Uh, tight end Uzoma comes over from the Bengals. People might know him. Um, and then draft Brees Hall at running back from Iowa State to pair with Michael Carter. Maybe taken a little too high but I think it could be okay there at running back. The O-line, it's decent. There are some young guys with potential, but I do worry about Makai Becton. He got hurt. Huge guy. Just don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy long-term. 
And Zach Wilson is already starting the year hurt. They're going to go with Flacco, they announced, for the first month here. So I like the Jets' potential. Again, it's going to take a few years. I do like Robert Sala, but I've got 4-13, and 5-12 and 12 here from the Jets. Just don't see it quite yet, but the pieces are coming together here in New York. So again, the sleeper in the AFC East will be Cedric Wilson of the Dolphins, wide receiver there. We'll head over to the AFC North. I think this division is going to be won by the Ravens. Big bounce back year here for Baltimore last year. Just the worst injury luck. They had a million injuries. Started with Dobbins and then Gus Edwards. And then Lamar got COVID and was hurt during the season. Just a lot of injury problems there in Baltimore. This is a contract year for Lamar. He wants a ton of guaranteed money. And I think he has just an absolutely great season here. Hollywood Brown is gone to my Cardinals. But Bateman is back healthy, another guy that was hurt. I think he has a big year as their number one wide receiver. Mark Andrews, top tight end. Everybody knows about him, just a beast. Um, And this secondary is always deep. They add Kyle Hamilton in the draft, fell to them from Notre Dame. I think this team stays healthy this year. I think Lamar, again, plays really well. I like Harbaugh, always been a good coach. I think they win this division this year at 12-5 and and get one of the top four seeds in the AFC. Second, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, This is a team that I think got pretty lucky, but they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. They have a ton of talent. I get it, but I think we see some Super Bowl regression. You look over the past six years, past decade, uh, with the teams that lost the Super Bowl, most of them definitely don't get back to the Super Bowl or the title game, and a majority of them don't even make the playoffs. You look at teams like the Carolina Panthers after the Cam Newton MVP year, didn't have the same success. You look at the Falcons uh, when Matt Ryan won the MVP, didn't have the same success. You even look at the Rams after they lost their Super Bowl in 2019. Yes, they won it last year, but in 2020, they didn't even make the playoffs. They went 9-7. and seven. So, again, the Bengals, all three of those teams I just mentioned, they did play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The Bengals played the Rams, so a little different there. The Bengals do return their whole roster, but I still think we see some Super Bowl regression from the Super Bowl loser. Uh, I think they even got lucky last year to beat the Raiders. Definitely got lucky to beat the Chiefs. They're going to have a first-place schedule this year. They do have the same roster, the same chemistry. I get it. I just don't think they're going to be as good this year. I see 9-8, and eight, and in this stacked AFC, I'm going to have them missing the playoffs just barely, um, but right around 500 here for the Bengals. Third here, we'll go with Pittsburgh. A lot of changes here with the Steelers. Somehow snuck into the playoffs last year in Big Ben's last hurrah. He retires. They sign Mitch Trubisky and draft Kenny Pickett. They're going to open the year with Trubisky as the starter. They got a lot of weapons to surround these quarterbacks. They got Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, and Claypool still there. Fryermuth had a Nice year as a rookie tight end, and they got George Pickens in the draft from Georgia, who everybody loves, who had a great preseason. And you know the Steelers always find these receivers to become stars, but this O-line is absolutely terrible. Swiss cheese, 
going to be a tough year, I think, for Najee to really get going. I mean, he's going to have his yards and touchdowns, but not a lot of time here for the quarterbacks. They really need an O-line upgrade. The defense is still there, still good. They're going to get sacks. Secondary, a slight question mark from me. They really only have uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, but it's Tomlin. He always finishes at 500 or better. Can he do it this year? I say no. This is the first year it doesn't happen. Mitch will play for about the first six to eight games, and then they'll need Kenny Pickett to come in and show what he's got. So I got 7-10 and ten here for Pittsburgh outside of the playoffs looking in here for the Steelers. And then we'll go to the Browns uh, here in fourth. They trade away Baker Mayfield, and they bring in Deshaun Watson to a huge deal, a big trade. He's going to be suspended the first 11 games for his off-the-field incidents. Coincidentally, Goodell has it that he'll return to face his old team, the Texans. Kind of funny how that works out, you know. But uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to start here for the Browns for the first 11 games. Jarvis Landry is gone, as I mentioned, but they do bring in Amari Cooper. I think while Deshaun's out, while Brissett's in, they're just going to run the ball a ton with Chubb and with Kareem Hunt. O-line is still pretty good. And the defense is going to keep them in games. It's not going to win them many games, but keep them in games. Miles Garrett's still elite. The secondary is very good with Denzel Ward. I do like head coach Kevin Stefanski, but without Deshaun, with Brissetta quarterback, he was pretty bad last year for Miami. So I see 5-12 and 12 here for the Browns. My sleeper in this division is going to come from the Browns, and it's going to be wide receiver David Bell, rookie out of Purdue. This guy hasn't been talked about at all in the offseason, had a really good career up in Purdue, put up a ton of stats, and I think he can emerge here as the number two wide receiver ahead of Donovan Peoples-Jones. I know Brissett's the quarterback, but I think they're going to be losing some of these games, not going to be able to run the ball all game. Um, and with Amari getting most of the uh, coverage and attention, I think Bell can emerge here as a nice uh, bench wide receiver for you uh, here from the Browns. So we got Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns in that order in the AFC North. Um, we'll go to the AFC South, where I'm going to go with the Colts as the one seed. Uh, no more Wentz. They move on from him and trade for Matt Ryan. A lot of people are saying this is an upgrade. I don't exactly agree. I think they're pretty much the same quarterback. Wentz is a little more risky, but you look at Wentz's stats, he only had about seven or eight picks. Fumbles are an issue, but Wentz has a better arm than Matt Ryan, in my opinion. Matt Ryan is now 37 years old, but all the pieces, all the tools here for Matt Ryan to succeed in Indy. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor probably going to go first in every fantasy draft. He's the favorite for Offensive Player of the Year behind this really good O-line. They have a really good D-line as well. That's how you win games with O-line and D-line. You still have Leonard at linebacker. They got Stephon Gilmore at corner. Um, and this is where my sleeper is going to be, and I love this guy. Alec Pierce, wide receiver, rookie from Cincy. T.Y. Hilton is gone. He had been uh, on the Colts forever, been their top wide receiver for a ton of years, had really good years there in Indy for Phillip Rivers for Andrew Luck, but besides Michael Pittman, uh, they don't have too many receivers, and they took Pierce in the second round, so he's going to play. 
He's going to get a ton of snaps. He's going to get looks. And I've been drafting him along with Algier, along with the Eagles defense in pretty much every draft. Uh, may not develop right away, but I think by the end of the year, he can give you some 50, 60 yard games and a touchdown. Just again, another bench receiver. He's not going to be your flex, but if you have a lot of guys on by, I think you can play Alec Pierce. Um, again, loved him at Cincy along with Ritter. Took Cincy to the playoff, uh, the college football playoff last year. Uh, I got the Colts here at 10 and 7 winning this division, probably the four seed in the AFC. Uh, bad division. Uh, Colts are going to be able to pick up some wins here. Not the best team in the AFC, but a really good team here with Matt Ryan. Second, I got the Titans. Titans won this division last year, but I think they take a step back here. This team's gotten a lot worse, in my opinion. They trade away A.J. Brown. They were the one seed. They lost to the Bengals, and just changes needed to happen. So A.J. Brown is gone. They draft Malik Willis uh, in the second round to maybe replace Tannehill, but a little awkward here in the offseason as Tannehill had some comments uh, that he wasn't going to mentor Willis, that it's still Tannehill's job, um, that he's just focused on being the quarterback. So we'll see how long they stick with him. Again, with no A.J. Brown, they're not going to throw the ball a ton. Uh, they bring in Robert Woods, and they drafted Traylon Burks. I don't love their receivers, though. I Woods and Burks could be okay, but I don't love it. Julio's gone. And Derrick Henry, you say, oh, they got Derrick Henry. They'll just run the ball a ton. Well, he's coming off an injury. He's getting older. He has extremely high usage the past two, three years. He is an athletic freak. I get it. Maybe he doesn't have the downfall that other running backs his age have. But I do worry about him uh, getting the amount and the volume of carries that he has. This defense not as good either. Harold Landry recently tore his ACL. I do like Byard and Jeffrey Simmons, but I just don't see it here in Tennessee. I, I have them at 8-9. and nine. I would have them lower, except uh, their head coach is Mike Vrabel, and he's a great coach, and he always seems to have this team ready, and they win games. They win close games. They win tough games. They win ugly games. Uh, so just because of Rabel, I got them still at eight wins, but either even six or seven wins would not surprise me at all. I don't have high expectations here in Tennessee. Uh, we'll go third here to the Jags. The Jaguars this season will be a very, very fun team. They finally got rid of the stain that was Urban Meyer, and they bring in Doug Peterson, a real coach with a real pedigree, with a real NFL history, real NFL background that's had success. I really like this for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Travis Etienne is finally healthy, their first-round running back last year. They paid Christian Kirk big money to come in as their wide receiver one, but they got Marvin Jones, who always just seems to put up numbers. They bring in Zay Jones. They even bring in Evan Ingram. Maybe he has a career revelation after doing nothing for New York the past few years. So I think this offense is going to be fun. I do like a big year here from Trevor Lawrence in his second year with a real coach potential on defense they got a lot of young guys the secondary is pretty bad but they use the first overall pick on Trayvon Walker they, they uh, also take Devin Lloyd from Georgia and they got Josh Allen who had some nice games as he's progressing along in his career I think this team is about a year away from a true wild card spot um, but if they 
have a good year. I would not be surprised at all to see them finish second in this division and leapfrog the Titans. Again, I'm really low on the Titans this year, um, but this Jags offense is going to be fun. Definitely a team you're going to want to watch on red zone, and I think we'll be able to move the ball a lot on offense. Um, and then you got the Texans here in fourth. Not much to say about them. They just don't have much talent. They move on from Watson. That kind of felt like the last remnants of Bill O'Brien. So kind of turning a page here um, with new head coach Lovey Smith. Maybe he'll be gone after a year. Uh, again, not terribly talented here. I do like Davis Mills. Uh, I think he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think they need to spend what potentially could be the first overall pick on a quarterback, depending on how the draft board looks. I know we're months, months away. But they do get Derek Stingley in the draft. I like him at corner. Uh, Damian Pierce has emerged as the RB1, a rookie here from Florida. You got Brandon Cooks, who's going to be a nice fantasy guy at wide receiver. They're going to be trailing, so they're going to be throwing. And people forget about last year's game against the L.A. Chargers, which they won. They put up 40 points um, after Christmas, kind of was the game that kept the Chargers out of the playoffs. I know the Chargers had that game against the Raiders, the final game of the year, and everybody thinks about that. But if the Chargers beat the Texans, which they should have, um, they're in the playoffs, no questions asked. So Texans are going to hang around in some spots, but I see 4-13 and 13 here. Um, they just need some talent, and it's going to be a while till they're good again. So that's it for the AFC South. We got Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans. Again, sleeper is Alec Pierce. Love him on the Colts. We'll wrap it up with the AFC West in a second. AFC West time. This is probably the best division that I've ever seen since I've been really following football, which has been about 9, 10 years now since I was um, in middle school. Uh, any order finish with these teams in this division would not surprise me. Just every team is super talented. Um, we're going to start here with the Chiefs. I say the Chiefs win this division. Uh, they trade Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, and it seems like everyone forgot about them. They did have that terrible L to the Bengals in the playoffs. I get it. But it just seems like teams are throwing the Chiefs onto the back burner here. I think they win this division. I think they're the two seed in the AFC. Even without Tyreek, they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They draft Sky Moore. They still have Travis Kelsey. Edwards Hilaire was hurt last year. He's back healthy. I think Mahomes has a really good year here. I, I really like their wide receivers, even without Tyreek. I think this is a solid offense. Um, and the defense isn't bad either. Yes, they might start the year giving up a ton of points again. Yes, they lost Tyron Matthew. Yes, the schedule's a little tough, but they got Justin Reed to replace Matthew. They still got Chris Jones. By the end of the year, it seems like they always get the defense in order um, and the offense shows up. So I think they win this division, even with every other team improving as well. I think they go 12-5. and five. Mahomes is probably top two in MVP voting if it isn't Josh Allen. I think he just has a really good year. And they're getting slept on somehow. First year they're really getting slept on, but I really like the Chiefs this season. Um, second, I am going to go the Broncos. I'm going to go Broncos over the Chargers. I'll get to the Chargers in a sec. Um, but the Broncos getting Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. He kind of felt like that missing piece. They had the running backs. They had the receivers. They have a really good defense. And it was just the quarterback that they were missing. They got Sutton and Judy. Tim Patrick did get hurt. But uh, 
I really like uh, Williams and Gordon in the backfield too. I think Russell Wilson has a good year. He had that hurt thumb. I think he was just kind of tired of Pete Carroll, tired of running the football a ton, and just needed a change of scenery. And I think this is going to be uh, a good change of scenery here for Russ. Um, and the defense is still good. They got Shove, they got Sertan, they got Simmons. Only hesitation here is the rookie head coach um, with Nathaniel Hackett. Don't love rookie head coaches, but he's got to be an upgrade over Vic Fangio. I see the Broncos going 11-6, second in this division. And this is going to be my sleeper from the AFC West is tight end Albert O. Albert Oogwegbunum, I think is how you say Oogwegbunum. I'm not positive. We call him Albert O. I think he's going to be a beast here at tight end, replacing Noah Fant. You look in the past and how much Russell Wilson has utilized the tight end, whether it be a superstar like Jimmy Graham or whether it be dudes off the street, which drives me up a wall, which I mention every year, guys like Hollister, Will Disley, Ed Dixon. You look even recently with Gerald Everett. Russell Wilson has always utilized the tight end, and I think Albert O will get utilized a ton here, especially with Patrick out. So I got the Broncos second at 11-6 and six here in this division. Third, we'll go the Chargers, possibly the most talented team in the NFL from top to bottom. They are deep at every single position. You have Justin Herbert as the MVP favorite. You bring in J- uh, Khalil Mack. You bring in J.C. Jackson. I mean, you look at receiver, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you got Eckler, you got Bosa and Mack on the D-line. I mean, again, just absolutely stacked. Just pull up their depth chart, ton of talent. Their head coach, Brandon Staley, did take a lot of chances, is a gambler. I really like the analytics from him. I think over time, mathematically, it's going to work out for him. A lot of people hate it, had the bad stink of that Raiders game, not winning it, not going for the tie, whatever. And again, I mentioned that Texans game. They really should have won that game if they beat the Texans during the playoffs. I worry that they don't have a true home field advantage. And this team is still the Chargers, which always has a problem either kicking or closing out a game. Again, the Texans game. It's just the Chargers. So I'm going to say third. I'm going to go 10-7, and but again, ton of talent. Herbert probably third in MVP voting behind Allen and Mahomes. I think the Chargers do make the playoffs, but... Uh, probably the sixth seed um, here in the AFC, um, but a really good year, and this team is going to be so much fun to watch. And then we'll go Raiders in fourth. Again, if the Raiders are in the AFC South or NFC South or NFC East, they're probably winning the, the division, projected to win the division. But I think they should have beat Cincy last year in the playoffs. They snuck into the playoffs after the Gruden fiasco. They had interim coach Rich Bisaccia who led them to the playoffs and was a great guy in that locker room, bringing Devontae Adams to pair with Waller and uh, Hunter Renfro, who had a fantastic breakout year in the slot. No more Kenyon Drake here at running back, so I think Josh Jacobs has a monster year. He's not a fantasy sleeper. People know Josh Jacobs. He's going to get drafted as an RB2, but I think he has a 1,000-yard season. I think he has double-digit touchdowns. A really big year here for Jacobs. The defense, the secondary, still an absolute revolving door. They're going to give up a ton of points. They do have Max Crosby, and they did sign Chandler Jones on that O-line. You really look at their first-round picks and just a lot of misses and how talented this team really could be if they hit on those picks. I wish they could have kept Bisaccia. I liked him. Maybe not as a head coach. 
I know you can't really go from interim head coach to defensive coordinator or whatever or put him back at special teams. I know he had to move on. Um, but they bring in Josh McDaniels, which I don't really like. Uh, I don't have a ton of faith in him. You looked at his prior head coaching stops. I know it was probably a decade ago now, um, but just hasn't been a good leader. Um, so I see the Raiders going 8 and 9, especially in this division when they play these teams. They're going to give up a ton of points. The offense is going to score. Uh, I think Carr, Adams, Jacobs have big years, um, but it's going to be tough to get stops, get off the field. I got them at 8 and 9. Again, any other division, this team is really good. But any order wouldn't surprise me. The Chargers go in this division. I would accept it. Raiders, I don't think they win the division, but they could finish second. wouldn't surprise me. But again, I got Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders in that order. Probably the best division I have ever seen. So I know that was kind of rapid fire, really quick. Bunch of teams, bunch of projections. But looking at the playoff picture, NFC will go Bucks, Packers, Rams, Eagles as your top four. Three wild cards being Vikings, 49ers, Saints. I think my Cardinals and the Cowboys are just on the outside looking in. AFC, I'll go Bills at one. Chiefs, Ravens, Colts to round out the top four. The three wild cards being Broncos, Chargers, Dolphins at seven. And again, the Bengals and Raiders, even the Patriots here just on the outside looking in. Uh, Super Bowl, or at least NFC, I'll go the Bucks to beat the Rams, assuming Brady doesn't retire, obviously. And in the AFC, I don't like how everyone has just anointed the Bills, the Lombardi Trophy. So I'm going to go with uh, Chiefs over Ravens in the AFC Championship. And we get a rematch of uh, Bucks chiefs and I'll go Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I think we get another potential Bills-Chiefs matchup. I know I have the Bills and Chiefs as the one and two seeds, but I think uh, we, we need another playoff rematch of those teams, seeing how good that game was. I think that could be uh, potentially happening maybe this year in Buffalo, depending on the seeding. Um, but that's it for my NFC and AFC playoff teams. Wrap it up here with my sleepers again from each division. These guys are going to be on waiver wires for sure. NFC East, I like the Eagles defense, but if you want an offensive guy, I love Jalen Tolbert. NFC North, I'm going to go with uh, Dobbs, the rookie from the Packers. Just a side note, I also have Adam Thielen written down here. I know he's not a sleeper. He's going to be on every fantasy team, but I think this is a really big year for Adam Thielen. I think it could be a true wide receiver too. Um, on your fantasy team, he always puts up touchdowns, and I think with Jefferson getting a lot of attention um, with that new offensive scheme that he's going to thrive. NFC North, we have running back Tyler Algier. NFC West, Van Jefferson. We go to the AFC. AFC East, Cedric Wilson on Miami. AFC North, David Bell, wide receiver Browns. AFC South, my guy Alec Pierce. And AFC West, tight end Albert O. So... We'll see how all these guys do. Again, I'm taking shots in the dark here on a lot of rookies. Might not pan out. Last year I got Fryermuth, and the rest were kind of duds. Um, so follow these guys all year long. That's it for my NFL preview. I'll be back right around playoff time, right after week 18, to give a, another playoff preview. See how I did here with these projections and these sleepers. And talk about the NFL. So thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the regular season. 
This has been the Brent Sullivan Sports Podcast. Thank you.